Hello mystics. Good morning. Welcome back to the spiritually inspired podcast live streamed on Sunday, November 28th, and it is 7.01 a.m. Central Time. I hope you're doing really well. If you're in America, we had the holiday over the weekend, and I hope you enjoyed yourself whether or not you celebrate. And if you're joining me, please do pop into the comments and say hello. I would love to say hello back to you. If you're listening to the replay or watching this replay, please say hello in the comments anyway. I still would love to chat with you and talk to you more. So if you're new here, my name is Sarah Ray. I am the creator behind Spiritually Inspired, and I am a mystic, I am a writer, I am a medium, I'm an energy healer, and every Sunday we live stream these podcast episodes, and it's been so much fun. This is our third one, and I hope to keep this up for a really long time. And you can catch the replays of the meat of the podcast on Fridays, and you can catch the replay of the astrology forecast pretty much immediately after we're done broadcasting. I'll post it up as a separate video and a separate podcast episode so you can tune in and listen to those at your leisure. So this is podcast number 40 and we're talking about grounding in the winter time or earthing in the winter when you're not able to walk outside barefoot. And if you're like me, you probably live somewhere where winters are super harsh and they're cold and they're snowy and they're, they tend to be a little gloomy and you just cannot rely on traditional earthing methods during the winter time to keep your energy grounded and feeling stable energetically. So that is something that's really important for our the health of our energy field and when it's really cold and snowy it can get kind of difficult to do that if you don't really know other methods besides just walking outside barefoot so we're going to talk about that today uh, in the summer it's really easy because you can just kind of walk around or just be outside without giving it much of a thought but in the winter not so much i don't want you walking around outside barefoot and getting frostbite or anything So, and I also don't want you to be limited by the belief that earthing or grounding only takes place when your skin is making contact with the earth. Because although that, in my opinion, is the best method to ground yourself, that's not the only way by far because energy knows no bounds, energy knows no distance or time. So there's all these other techniques that we're going to talk about that you can use to ground your energy when you can't walk outside. That's what this podcast is all about. We'll talk about the concept of earthing, how it works, why it works. I'll give you a nice book recommendation because I always like to do that whenever I can. Traditional methods of grounding and other methods of groundings you can do indoors year round. And we'll get into all that magic after the astrology forecast here. So um, another or a couple quick more announcements before we dive in. Uh, Awakening Stories. This is our series that comes out every morning or every Monday morning (laughs) and um, it's when a woman comes onto my show and tells her story, tells her lessons, shares what she's learned, tells her about herself and her spiritual journey, her spirituality, her meditative practices. And this week, tomorrow is with the lovely Olivia Sage. She's a woman's empowerment coach and we talked a lot about what it means to be empowered, what it means to be an empowered woman and how other women can empower other women. It was really amazing. A lot of really nice, beautiful feminine energy. And we also had it at night. So it's kind of like a nice, <laughs> a nice calming video to watch. Uh, so yes, Awakening Stories comes out every Monday. Last week with Louis Evina Johnson. Next week, I have another amazing woman coming on the show every Monday. And if you're interested in being on Awakening Stories, if you have a story to tell, 
do email me at sarahraydspirituallyinspired.co. I would love to chat with you about coming on. And I really mean that. So please do reach out to me. And real quick, last announcement before we get into the astrology forecast for this week. I want to remind you that I am now offering tarot card readings online. If that is something that interests you, you can get 10% off your first reading using the code pod at checkout. The link that you can go to is spirituallyinspired.co slash online tarot reading. This includes um, your choice of a variety of three card spreads and you submit a question if you would like, otherwise just a general spread and you'll get a written PDF interpretation of the cards and you'll also get a photo of the cards as well as a private 10 minute video that nobody else can see uh, discussing the cards that were pulled for you. And I have a couple of other um, uh, testimonies on that website there. If you go there, if you want to see what other women are saying about their tarot readings, and that all gets delivered to you within 48 hours. So if you want to get 10% off your first reading with me, please do use code pod at spirituallyinspired.co slash online tarot reading. I cannot wait to read your cards. So, And that uh, deal is not just a Black Friday deal. It's not going away anytime soon, but if you wanted to gift yourself something for the holidays, that'd be a great thing to do. <laughs> Guidance for the new year. Do you ever feel like you have to pick between not getting frostbite on your feet and not feeling grounded and connected with earth during the winter? Because I know I do. <laughs> it's something I've always struggled with even though I've never lived somewhere where I didn't get snow. Winter grounding is just as important and surprisingly as easy as grounding in the summertime. So we all love walking and bare, being barefoot outside. It's pretty fun, right? Kind of get that dirt in between your toes and kind of feel like a child again. <laughs> and the earth stabilizes our energy field. So energetically, it feels really good to be recharged by earth energy. But a lot of us cannot walk outside barefoot year round. So does that mean that we're doomed? Does that mean we cannot connect with nature or with the earth during the winter months? Of course not. That's a limiting belief that I'm busting today. So I'm going to share with you seven easy and fun ways to ground your energy while staying indoors. And we'll also talk about what grounding and earthing is and why it's important. So I would love to know, does it get cold and snowy where you live? I know it doesn't for you, Ivina. So maybe this doesn't totally apply, <laughs> but it does get cold sometimes. And also it doesn't really matter whether or not it gets cold. These are just alternative methods of grounding that you can do indoors if you have to for whatever reason. So let's start with talking about what is grounding. Grounding is all about electricity and free electrons are flowing through all living things here on earth, up and down through the from the center up through the surface. And these keep the delicate force of our earth energy and the universe in balance. And it's also connecting energetically with all the beings that live on this planet. Everything has a soul, right? All the plants and the animals and the humans all have souls. So you connecting with those free electrons helps us feel connected to our home planet. Our entire planet conducts these natural electric signals and these can help correct health imbalances. It's just another subtle form of energy healing. Their energy is being generated deep within the earth and it's brought to the surface. It, it does naturally come. It's constantly flowing, but things like lightning strikes and solar radiation and other natural phenomena help bring more of these free electrons to the center of the earth. And again, I don't believe in um, uh, coincidences or accidents. So when 
you know, lightning strikes at a specific moment in time, I believe that that moment, that spot of the earth needed more free electrons in that moment for whatever reason. So as a result, there is an abundance of free electrons readily available for everyone and every living being. Just, uh, it's just wherever the ground is natural or it has conductive elements. So plain concrete, not colored or stamped concrete, is a conduit for free electrons moving around. But things like plastic or, um, or uh, tiles, like that, those porcelain tiles, anything like that, that's gonna prevent the free electrons from moving up. So that's why we say the best way to ground is to just walk barefoot on natural earth. It's the easiest way to get those electrons absorbed into your own energy field. And as humans, we actually need all this natural electricity in our home and from our homes just as much as the planet needs anything, just as much as we need anything else. So when we ground ourselves, we are restoring the balance of those free electrons in our bodies. So simply staying connected is the best way to remain grounded consistently. But of course, life happens. Big things happen that can cause our energies to kind of change and shift, which is what it's meant to do. This is the type of energy work that's a really good habit to get into. This isn't um, major trauma releasing work, although it can have that effect if you could stick with it. This is something that's more like energetic maintenance, staying grounded, cleansing your energy via the earth energy is something that we should all strive to do on a regular basis. Maybe if you're really highly sensitive and you're really naturally intuitive, you might find that grounding yourself every day is helpful. If you're more like me and you tend to be more down to earth, maybe grounding purposefully once a month or maybe more often during the winter time is necessary because you really have to listen to your own body and listen to your own needs for your energetic maintenance and cleanups. You probably already have a strong connection with nature. As a modern mystic, most of us do. This is kind of where our faith resides you know we we see nature and we connect easily with it it's really important to us especially if you're into astrology which i'm guessing you are if you're here <laughs> um, that is the space nature right <laughs> so it is something that just kind of comes naturally to a lot of modern mystics or even ancient mystics too it's just something we've always been doing for as long as we can remember and it's not exactly a secret that spending time outdoors helps our physical and mental health as well. There's a lot of valid scientific studies that support this. So it's overall really, really good for us. It's good for the soul. It's good for the body. It's good for the mind. So there really is no reason or any concern with getting too connected with nature or not connecting with nature at all. Plus being outside just feels good, right? And it's really pretty. <laughs> any excuse to be outside in my opinion. So Clint Ober is the author of a book called Earthing, where this um, concept was put into more tangible terms and studied from a more scientific level. Um, and he says this about Earthing. The natural frequencies of the Earth that we speak of are waves of energy caused by the motions of subatomic particles called free electrons. We all live and function electrically on an electrical planet. The fact is, all your movements, behaviors, and actions are energized by electricity. So whether it's winter or not, I would love to know, how do you ground your energy? What's your favorite way to connect with nature? And my favorite way, besides just simply being outside and walking around outside, is taking care of houseplants and gardening, and also just being in gardens in general and admiring plants. That's my favorite way to connect with nature and tending to those plants. It's rewarding for a lot of reasons. So. Maybe that's something you should try because that's one of our ways that you can connect with nature during the winter is keeping houseplants. So I'll just start off with that one. Keep 
um, your house plans and make your home really beautiful. It doesn't have to be like a jungle necessarily. <laughs> even just a handful or even just one or two can help bring the outside in, especially during the winter months. Um, keeping house plants is really easy to stay grounded because there's like literal earth in a dirt in a dirt jar <laughs> that you can you can stick your hands in it if you want. Occasionally, you have to go buy more dirt to put in your jar. <laughs> and there's a lot of also mood boosting effects that plants have. However small they do do that for us in our homes. Taking care of your house plants sometimes requires you to dig around. You have to pull the leaves off. You have to actually interact with this plant just like you would in your garden. That's a really nice way to get reconnected with nature during the winter. Imagine your energetic roots or excuse me, plus when your plants are thriving during the winter months, every, uh, there's going to be a really nice uh, not forgetting of nature. You know what I mean? Like sometimes when it's really snowy and cold outside, we are like, is does the earth even green? Do plants even grow? At least that's how I feel sometimes. But looking at your beautiful house plants that are growing and blooming, they remind you that nature is there. Right? We don't have to forget that nature exists. And plus, a lot of plants do thrive during the winter, like a Christmas cactus or spider plants will grow all year round. These sorts of things will continue to bloom and keep your house beautiful all year round. So another easy way to ground yourself is to simply go outside anyway. <laughs> now, you have to be safe and you have to be smart about it, of course, but you would be amazed at how warm you can be when you dress appropriately. Uh, so even if you have an aversion to the cold like I do, just go outside anyway. Really, it's just five minutes is all it takes. Learn to love embracing the cold of the winter. There's lots of things to love about the winter. It's beautiful to look at in a different way than summer is. So it's just a different change of scenery. It's a natural resting period. So it's, it naturally feels a little bit more relaxing. It's kind of fun to be able to dress up warm and cuddle in a little bit and maybe drink warm beverages. You can do that by sitting outside at the fire or you could just simply walk around your yard to get some fresh air during the winter. Just go outside anyway and get reconnected with nature that way. Obviously don't walk around barefoot <laughs> if there's a bunch of snow on the ground, but do just bundle up and just breathe in the fresh air. It'll feel fantastic. When some, oh, last year, last February, the day my baby was born, it was li literally negative 50 degrees outside, but the sun was shining and the sky was cloudless. And even though it was really, really cold, like ridiculously cold. I still felt like we were had the opportunity to be connected with nature. And I often say during the winter that the sun is deceiving, that I wish it was warmer, the sun is shining, but it's negative 50 degrees outside. But that doesn't mean I still can't go outside anyway, as long as I can do so safely. So that is my biggest tip for you. And it's kind of obvious, <laughs> but to go outside anyway is a really easy way to stay grounded. You just fill your lungs with the fresh air. You can hug a tree or two, maybe feed some birds, like fill up some bird feeders or throw some um, fruit out for squirrels or that sort of thing if you're okay with that. That is a really fun and easy way to connect with the earth during the winter. The next thing that you can do to keep yourself grounded is doing a tree visualization meditation or just kind of a grounding meditation in general, but I like to imagine a tree. So while you're meditating, even if you're not actually sitting on the ground floor, you can visualize the energy of your spine going deep into the earth and spreading out like tree roots would. And you can imagine like 
dirt separating or rocks being moved and just going deep down into the earth and at the same time see energy burst out the top of your head and reach really high up to the sky like leaves would or if you don't want to visualize a tree you can just visualize a nice big beam of white light connecting you to source and to earth and just kind of bringing both of those energies into your body this is a really nice grounding effect and also has a nice uh, chakra opening effect because we're kind of realigning ourselves with the universe and with our purpose and with the earth and all these wonderful energetic things so imagine your energetic roots are absorbing and carrying the earth energy back up into your body and you can do this um if you're able to sit on the ground floor that's fantastic but if you're not that's totally fine too because you can energetically imagine that all the roots are just going straight down to where the ground actually is and you can add a bonus to this that if you have bare concrete somewhere in your house and you can do so comfortably without hurting your body or being too cold, you could sit on the concrete and perform this visualization and you will actually be able to absorb the free electrons through the concrete as long as it's just regular and not like stamped or colored or sealed or anything. So there's that. And the last one or the second to last one rather. Oh, just kidding. It's not the last one. <laughs> I had to keep scrolling down my notes. But anyway, the one that's similar to that is chakra balancing. You can focus your energetic balancing and works on strictly the lower chakras, either the root, the earth star chakra, which is between your feet or the um, sacral chakra. You could go up to the solar plexus as well, but the lower chakras, the red, orange and black chakras are much more grounding energy. So to do that, you can either use dark colored crystals, you could perform the uh, meditation that I just explained to you where you visualize your energy being as like a tree-like, or you can just simply visualize those chakras being really bright and spinning really healthily and slowly and uh, centering yourself and focusing your energy there. So good crystals that work for grounding are or not limited to but de definitely include black tourmaline garnet smoky quartz red jasper red calcite calcite onyx jet hematite shungite and bloodstone any sort of dark colored stone is really good for this sort of thing oh you use he hematite to ground yes absolutely hematite is excellent it's also depending on what variety of hematite you have um it could be magnetic so that's kind of fun to play with. Yeah, hematite is excellent. I really enjoy um, black tourmaline. That's probably my favorite grounding stone. It has a nice texture to it and it just looks pretty. So excellent crystal suggestions for further grounding with that method. You can also, here's an idea, you could also use regular rocks if you happen to hoard those like I do, whether they're crystals or not, you bring rocks inside. You can kind of just be with those and just connect directly with the earth energy because everything has energy. Even though it's not act technically a crystal, you can still connect to the earth energy with that stone. So that's something else to think about. So um, I have a question for you before we move on to the next one and is what is your favorite winter meal? Because something, eating something warm and comforting and filling is a really great way to ground. So my favorite winter meal is definitely chili. I like vegetarian chili. So eating really uh, delicious vegetables or vegetables that are in season right now can bring you closer to nature in like the easiest way <laughs> like genuinely we all have to eat and all these foods are available to us if we have a grocery store nearby so doing this in a purposeful mindful way can definitely ground your energy depending on where you live different crops will be in season even though you can basically get any fruit or veg at any time at the grocery store you can purposefully reach for the more hearty root vegetables during this time of year to pull your energy back down 
to the earth. So some of these include um, onions, garlic, yams, beets, parsnips, turnips, carrots, artichokes, radishes, ginger, potatoes, celery, lettuce, spinach, kale, radishes, and Brussels sprouts, just to name a few. Do some research on your local growing zones to see what is actually available in your area right now and reach for those things if you can. And it's a really fun way to experiment with new flavors, maybe vegetables you wouldn't normally eat during the summer, you can try now during the winter. Fruit is a really great way to influence our mood and obviously our health as well and our relationships with other people because we're often bonding with each other over meals. So food is really an influential force in our life, which is why I wanted to bring it up in grounding methods because you're going to be eating anyway. I hope that you can also mindfully eat and mindfully consume something that is a not only sustainable and in line with your ethical beliefs, but also um, bringing you closer to nature and to our ancestors too. So fish stew is your favorite meal. That is interesting. I don't think I've ever had that. I do love fish though. It's one, probably one of my favorite dishes. I should, I should look up a recipe or you can send me the recipe. That works. <laughs> so yeah, yes, definitely be mindful of the food that you eat because it can definitely be empowering and change the health of your body and the health of your energy. And uh, another way you can stay grounded during the winter is probably one that you might not have thought of, but it is general foot care and pedicures. So that can be in the form of feet massages or in the form of get going and getting a pedicure or maybe just in general, just taking care of your feet, either the skin or the nails or whatever, but kind of paying a special attention to this part of the body will may help you feel grounded uh, and more connected to the earth that you're actually walking on, whether you're walking around inside or you actually are walking around outside. So that, the reason I bring this up is because your feet is how we traditionally practice earthing pra methods in the first place. Walking around barefoot is something that we do in the natural earthing methods. So why wouldn't we take care of our feet? Oh, good morning, Christina. Nice to see you. I'm glad you're here joining us today. So now we're just talking about feet <laughs> and how it relates to spirituality. So yes, uh, there are little chakras around your feet. I mentioned briefly the earth star chakra, which is between your feet and down a little bit. So it kind of um, extends out from your body. So uh, when we pay attention to our feet, we're balancing that chakra, which is connecting us to the earth. Hence it's named the earth star chakra. It's usually pictured to be small and black if you're unfamiliar with that one. Um, if you stick around or if you stick with your normal, you know, pedicure, lotion, your foot rub, your nail polish, whatever have you, you'll naturally feel more grounded and relaxed. Plus it feels really good to just, you walk around your feet all day, you massage them a little bit and the energy from the earth is more easily absorbed even through your shoes and things like that. You can begin your own little DIY pedicure with the intention of grounding your energy as well. So there's a lot of really easy things you can do as far as your feet goes <laughs> to bring your energy down closer to the earth. And the last way I'm going to suggest for you this morning for grounding your energy without having to walk outside barefoot is just affirmations. Simply affirm that you are grounded. That is, you know, really simple. You can even do this during your pedicure. You can do this during your uh, walk outside, even though you are not walking around barefoot. Affirmations can overlap every aspect of whatever it is that you're doing. I would say this is probably the easiest way to stay grounded because like I mentioned, energy knows no space, knows no distance, knows no obstructions. So just simply saying that you are grounded will make it so. If you're constantly telling yourself, I'm not grounded, 
you will not be grounded. That's just how energy works. Instead, say, I am grounded and connected with Mother Earth at all times, or pick any root chakra affirmation that resonates with you. This is something that we should be doing anyway, and we all are saying affirmations, whether they're positive or negative or not. So you can just kind of shift them over a little bit during the winter time to say that you are still connected with nature, hence grounding your energy all winter long. Barefoot is best. I totally agree with you, Christina. Barefoot is best, especially in your own house. <laughs> okay, Ivana, we're going back to food here. I also like to make attraction brew, which is slices of apples, oranges, and cinnamon, star anise, cranberries, rosemary, to name a few. Yes, that sounds very witchy and delicious. Do you drink that, Ivana? I'm wondering. Or do you um, sprinkle it over your food? Or I would be curious to know if you're able to answer, but don't answer if you're driving. I know you work in the mornings, <laughs> but that is interesting. Yes, you, food has a really powerful energy onto itself. So when you mindfully put together all these foods and they all have their own method, their own um, meanings as well. So when you bring these all together, you can easily change and influence your energy field. Being barefoot is absolutely the best way, I think, besides affirmations. Being barefoot outside is the best way to connect with ancient with nature plus it's fun as long as you're not stepping on animals or anything spiky <laughs> it is really enjoyable but of course i don't want you to get frostbite so don't do that in the winter instead do these things just simply walk outside and breathe in fresh air keep beautiful house plants you can do tree visualization meditation you can practice balancing your chakras and working with crystals or rocks eat root vegetables and vegetables that are in season where you live pedicures and affirmations there's a quick little rundown so uh ivana says you drink and it's aroma for the house with that beautiful concoction that's awesome that's awesome i would i would love to try that sometime it sounds very witchy and very fall like too with apples and oranges and cinnamon it smells in my head like it would be amazing <laughs> i'm sure it is amazing so I think that is everything for grounding our energy without having to walk outside, just alternative methods of grounding. I, I, I mentioned earlier the book by Clint Ober called Earthing. I definitely recommend you give it a read. It's a little bit older now at this point, but it's still really valid. He talks a lot about the scientific mechanics of how earthing works, the free electrons that are flowing through the earth that we have detected, that Nikola Tesla has detected, that we know are there, and how they affect our personal energy field that we also know is there. So it's really interesting. And he also, um, you may have seen before, like grounding pads or, or sleeping pads that uh, connect you to the earth. He is eventually, or essentially the inventor of those pads. So if you want to learn more about those, I don't have one personally, but I think they're really cool. He talks more about those in that book. Definitely give it a read. It's really interesting and easy to find at this point. I'm, I guarantee your library has it. So thank you so much for being here, ladies um, and gentlemen, too, if you're out there. I really appreciate it. Remember to like and subscribe if you're here on YouTube. I would really appreciate it. You can follow me on Instagram um, for daily astrology if you want to learn more about the astrology forecast that's happening for that day. If you're on Facebook, please be sure to like my page there because we're posting things there as well. And also don't forget that we have 10% off your first tarot reading. If you go to spirituallyinspired.co slash online tarot reading and enter code pod, you'll get 10% off. That includes a 
um, private 10 minute video that nobody else can see of your reading, your choice of three cards spread, a written PDF of your tarot reading, as well as that being delivered to you within 48 hours. So please do take advantage. I would love to read your cards. So next week, same time, same place, we're going to be doing a little new moon ritual instead of our normal live stream podcast. We're going to be doing a new moon and Sagittarius ritual. We'll, we'll pull some cards, we'll do a guided meditation, and we'll set intentions together. So the reason we're doing this is because next week's Friday podcast is going to be something special and different, and I can't wait to show you a uh, hint. It's going to be about human design, and I wasn't the one. I'm not the expert in human design. Somebody else is coming onto my podcast to talk about human design. So I hope that you can join me for our new moon ritual next week this time. No reason to be sorry, Christina. We're here every Sunday at the same time. And you can also watch the replay here shortly. I appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. I can't wait to see you all again. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. And if you did, you might also enjoy previous episodes, all of which are available on your favorite podcast app and YouTube. Find the show notes, copies of my books, free downloads, and lots more at spirituallyinspired.co. Namaste.